For today's global hit, reconnecting with a lost community, the area of northern Sudan and southern Egypt was the traditional home of the Nubian people. But in the 1960s, Egypt built the Aswan Dam, and it flooded Nubian towns, forced the resettlement of about 100,000 people. Many of the descendants of that displaced generation are scattered around the world. Some of them are here in the United States, and they're telling stories of a homeland that's disappeared. Hana Baba has the story. Asada fronts the Brooklyn-based band Asada and the Nubitones. She's lived in the U.S. since she was 12, but she was born in Sudan. Asada isn't singing in Arabic, the official language of Sudan. This is an ancient Nubian dialect. Singing in her ancestral language is important to her. The dialects and the languages are being lost, um, in in my generation at least, I feel. Um, And a lot of it has to do with the fact that the music is really inaccessible to us. Um, There's not enough recordings of it, not enough bands that really perform it outside of the Egypt and Sudan areas. To me, the Nubian beat is that, that I hear most consistently is that one that goes... Mosno al-Musiqi performs his own brand of desert rock, as he calls it, in Washington, D.C. He infuses acoustic alternative rock with Nubian melodies and beats. There was a little boy living on the land of gold. This first song is called Land and Sea. And it falls in the story where the character Desert Boy is um, contemplating whether or not to migrate. A story of movement away from home. Mosno and Asada are part of the next generation of the Nubian diaspora. Back in the 1960s, the Aswan High Dam brought electricity to Egypt, but flooded Nubia and displaced more than 100,000 people. Their homes, farms, villages all disappeared. It was a very, very sad day. Arif Jamal was a child when his family's village in Wadi Halfa was submerged. He recalls the day they had to move. My father left to be with his family, to be with his mother, to be with his uh, villagers. I mean, everything was wrapped and put into one of the wagons of the train, and they all found it in these houses that were allotted to them. Jamal, who teaches African-American studies at UC Berkeley, says a powerful musical genre emerged from that mass displacement, reflecting a profound sense of longing for the Nile, for the land, for the palm trees. The emotional aspect that they have, romanticizing Nubia, the Fenty, Fenty is dates. All over the Nile you have these date palms. You go to the new displaced region, None of them had a date. Late Nubian icon Hamza Eddin brought many of these songs of return to the West in the 1970s, and now musicians like Mosno and Asada are reviving that sound and making it theirs. This is Asada and the Nubitones performing Bilad al-Dahab, or the Land of Gold.
Ana insano inwani bilad al-dahab is the repeating line in it, which is, means I am a human and my address is the land of gold. So th- that deep sense of how do you identify once you've lost your homeland, you know, where does identity now go? Asara and other young Nubian Americans are yearning for a place they'll never see. That's what's really interesting to me. I feel that longing, I felt that longing, the longing to go home and then also the longing to this home that you know doesn't exist. But they make sure it exists through their music. For the world, I'm Hanat Baba. <laughs> We've got some archival photos of the Nubian town of Wadi Halfa that was abandoned and flooded. Check them out at theworld.org. From the Nan and Bill Harris Studios at WGBH, I'm Lisa Mullins. Hope you come back tomorrow.